David Starr gaslighting the entire arena. <laughs> Quite possibly, but you know what? I think he'd love it if it was. He, he uh, like, he'd, he'd revel in the fact that he was getting away with it. Oh. Let me tell you something. 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 Well, let me tell you something. 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 Let me tell Grapple fans, and welcome back. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. But we didn't expect at the time that we were discussing Hangman Page and Kenny Omega defending the AEW tag team titles against um, the Young Bucks that that would be the last time you'd hear from us until the autumn days of one hell of a year. Ah. Uh, that, that who you're hearing uh, accompanying myself, Lorcan Mullen, is my co-host... Simon Cross, and yeah, we weren't planning on society to sort of collapse uh, into being like kept into your houses, everyone taking on a, uh, a hermit lifestyle. Um, I mean, of all the bleak dystopian visions, this one ranks somewhere around the middle. Boring? <laughs> no, I'm sick of Zoom. I'm sick of quizzes and like you know little like activities. I was sick of them months ago. So obviously this is um so what we what we're essentially doing uh, grapple fans is that we are setting things up this is a welcome back uh, after many months away we've had some lovely feedback from people in the interim some people actually asking if we were ever going to come back i guess fearful of a um an abba-esque split up or something that would never be resolved behind the scenes or something are like you that. benny or bjorn which one are you uh, i'd pr- i'd rather be agatha i think i got the bum for it hello um, um, so yeah, we, I mean, I think we always said that we were taking some time off, but we, I think what we expected was throughout the year that we would still come back intermittently to keep the Meltzer Five Star Project updated, uh, which was what had gathered us quite a following uh, compared to previous years. Um, and I think it's still like our best achievement. And I think if you're a new listener, that I'd recommend going back and doing a a binge listen, as it were, like it's a Netflix series that we work our worked our way through every match today, Meltzer rated five stars or higher. And given that in 2019, I think he rated something like 21 matches that or something like that. I was going to say, we had to update, we had a, a top 10 rundown twice in that year alone. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So we, um, of which we might want to revise some of those. Well, some of those have aged like milk for, uh, yeah. For reasons uh, we don't really want to go down that garden path. Yeah, there's an audio clip I think I might take from one of our matches and either put it at the start or the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah, um, so we just kind of wanted to show show where we are, show that we're both still alive, um, kicking. Quick discussion on where the world is, where, where wrestling is, but we're going to save that mostly for 2020 in review. 
but also to let you know what the future is going for because we are not only back we're back and as the rock once said we're never ever leaving again before he left before he left again, again. but we mean it <laughs> This isn't a Terry Funk retirement speech. We mean what we're saying here. We're going to stay forever. <laughs> forever. Because uh, essentially what we're planning to do now, I think that the five-star review kind of showed us where we need to go as a show that was working for us, uh, whilst keeping what the original intention of Let Me Tell You Something was, which was meant to be this, as we kept saying, you know, not of its time, you know, open-ended and and just discussion on a, on a deeper level, not a deeper level, but you know, on a different level to what you get from most wrestling podcasts. Well, by not focusing on the here and now, we wanted to like give you like take a broad stroke topic and let our minds go with it and open up avenues of conversation. And, and when you're like stuck on what happened this week in wrestling. Sometimes that falls by the wayside. So that was very much against what we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mystery. So uh, what, what we well, are not mystery. planning no, to do going forward it. is to have a weekly release schedule throughout the year. Now, that might mean that we will probably, for our own sanities, do periods where we ourselves are personally not recording uh, a lot of the show. Uh, on a weekly basis we'll do little bulk records which is something that we actually did during the interim to you know give away some of the secrets of the trade what we're going to be doing then is making let me tell you something a weekly release i think we're going to pattern it uh every thursday it's going to come out i might be wrong there but you'll know based on what day this is we'll do the old traditional let me tell you something shows will probably be every six weeks or so every six or every five to six episodes we will do a let me tell you something where we talk about a specific topic um, and that will be what next week's episode will be, but we'll explain what that is in a moment. Then there will be Meltzer five-star matches when Meltzer finally falls back in love with the wrestling business again and New Japan or whoever it is starts providing him with better matches. And you'd assume ones with a crowd's involvement will probably be a lot more appealing to him. Mm, I mean, touch wood, we're not too far away. Yeah, you would you would assume that sometime within 2020, New Japan will probably provide us something. Although, then again, you know... It might not even be New Japan. No, it might not be New Japan. It's obviously just, just that New Japan were the most frequent ones. but And especially since we are in October time, the G1 Climax will be upon us. Yeah. Which is usually when some of the best matches in the of the year are being wrestled. True. Uh, but we do have... Uh, AEW is returning fans in very small amounts. So yep. he did say he wanted a crowd before he'd count anything. So who knows? I mean, the number of matches that FTR have to have in the near future seem to be, you know, perfect for a, a five-star match rating. Although they've, not, they've yet to have a five-star match themselves, according to Meltzer. So that's what we'll be doing. Uh, let me tell you something's every five to six weeks. Five-star matches, whenever there are matches that Dave Meltzer gives five stars. Obviously, there'll be sudden add-ons. But in the, the main thrust of what I guess we'll be doing for the rest of the time is following on to the same winning formula I guess we found with the five-star matches is we are going to continue discussing wrestling matches, just matches that we take turns picking and maybe some lucky listeners or some... Um, Lucky in, um, in in their privileges or something like that. Mm. 
will be able to help us with going forward as well. But we'll um, just get to that announcement in a moment. So match of the week is what we're calling it. And we will just be taking turns, myself and Simon, picking a match from the wide world of wrestling that we've always found interesting or maybe we've had long-held love for. It doesn't have to be a, a match that's like... Because uh, some people say, oh, we're going to go back and do the four and three-quarter star matches. And I don't really think there's any point no. repeating ourselves. Although that would have led to a more wide, varied um, uh, selection of matches. A wider pool, especially around that sort of dry, fallow period of the, of the mid-noughties. No, it's just, it will be t- matches that we love, matches that we hate, matches that we find interesting to talk about because they either didn't work for whatever reason. So, for example, I'll give two examples of two WWE matches I want to discuss at some point uh, that fall under that category. To give you an example, one of the matches I definitely want to talk about is the Shawn Michaels Triple H Hell in a Cell match from Bad Blood, I think it was, 2004. Either Bad Blood or Vengeance. I think it is Bad Blood. Yeah, no, Vengeance... Uh, was the oh, sad that I know this, but I was fairly sure Vengeance was the Triple H Batista one a couple of years later. Okay, so essentially, what we are talking about well, the reason I want to talk about that is why did it not work as well for them in that environment compared to so many of the other great matches that Triple H and Shawn Michaels were having in that in other ones, and also the just it's very long, it's a very long match. And I was wondering, given that they're the two creative forces behind the scenes of NXT more than anyone, is some of the criticisms that we've had of recent NXT matches between guys like Johnny Gargano and, and Adam Cole, is there evidence of that in that match? Can, can you kind of see where Triple H and Shawn Michaels' vision of wrestling sometimes doesn't work mm. against when it very often does work, which have been most of them other matches, most of the other NXT, and like that idea of at what point does it become self-indulgence as opposed to pushing the envelope, you know? Yeah. And another match that I really want to talk about uh, is a match that seems on paper, on screen, to be a very well-wrestled match and yet was in front of an utterly indifferent crowd. And and that's and funnily, it kind of works within the talk of like how Meltzer's not rating any of these matches five stars because of the lack of atmosphere. It was the first time I remember watching a match thinking, this is a good match, but the crowd doesn't care. And that's from the 1993 Survivor Series match for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team titles between the Rock and Roll Express and the Heavenly Bodies. So those are two... uh, We'll be honest with you, we've already backlog recorded during lockdown um, a few other matches, neither of which were in that. And so there'll be a bit of a gap, not only for those matches because we've already recorded a number, but also because we've set some rules as well as to not prevent ourselves from repeating ourselves. So one of the rules is that we obviously take it in turn. So at the moment, I'm taking the odd number of matches and Simon's taking the even number of matches. When we make a pick, we can't, for the next five episodes overall and for the next five episodes of our personal picks as well, Pick another match from that promotion, or involving either, or, or involving any of the wrestlers in that match. Any of the participants, yeah, yeah. Well, the first one I brought to the table is the instant classic of Floyd Mayweather versus The Big Show. Yeah. So that meant then that Simon could not pick until his sixth episode a match from the WWE, or a match involving The Big Show, or you know, less likely, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> oh no! 
I'm out of Floyd matches. We've used WWE as an example, so a lot of you will be wondering, will we count NXT as separate or not? And the answer to that is... No, we won't be counting that as separate. WWE, you know, it's, it's under the WWE banners, the WWE employees. It's like saying, you know, we're not going to allow, because we've had a match from Raw, we're going to allow ourselves to have a match from SmackDown. It doesn't work like that. It's cheating! Yeah. So the first match that we picked, sorry, um, was Luthers against Buddy Rogers. It was. From a Chicago show in 1951. It almost feels like it was that long since we recorded it at times. <laughs> um, I'm sure listeners uh, will re- re- uh, agree that time seems to have lost all meaning yeah. right now. So that meant that until episode 7, five episodes after episode 2, I couldn't pick a WWE show. And if I picked a WWE show as episode 7, which I did, not to give anything away, that meant that Simon would have to wait until episode 12 anyway. But if I'd have yeah. picked it for episode 9, then someone would have been able to pick it until episode 14. Well, um, if, this, if this seems a bit convoluted, we can, we can always include like a write-up in our blurb or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Just, just we, we, we want to keep things varied. So we're going to go from, you know, of the ones we've recorded, we've already recorded matches from, uh, from the 50s, the 70s, the uh, 90s, the noughties, and the 2010s. Uh, we've picked matches from America... Europe, Mexico, and Japan. Uh, we've picked matches from the indie scenes and the major promotions. We've picked matches from dead promotions and very much alive promotions. And that is the plan going forward. <clears throat> what is also going to be the plan as well to try and make ourselves sustainable, because if we are going to go to weekly releases, we are going to put in a lot more effort. We're going to take a lot more of our time up. Although at one, several points during the five star athon, that was also taking a lot of time. Hence the need for the break the first yes. time. What we are planning, to, what we've also started to create now, and most of you don't need to worry about this, but if you have the if you have it, it spare, and you like the show and you'd like to help us, we have decided us five years to provide you with a Patreon for ourselves to help us keep the lights on as it were the way that we 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 worked it out we basically got three stages of goals and they would all be towards investing back in the show essentially at this point and then if we find a following and an audience we're able to take it from there then maybe we'll actually allow us god knows you know there are some people we greatly admire that have been able to make a living out of it thanks in part to their patreon obviously that's way 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 down the line don't want to talk about it so essentially at this point it would just come towards covering our costs which is the first goal which we both worked out basically around the maths was that if you added up like the network subscriptions required the the bandwidth the rss feeds the costs of keeping the podcast up and available to you uh, essentially over the month it costs us both together about 50 pounds Oh, $65 is about a round-up sum for that. So that's that's kind of the first goal that we have, to see if we can get £50 to $65 in donations on a monthly basis that just means that we're kind of doing this as a, as a break-even, essentially. Then the next step after that will be to try and improve the audio quality sounds. I'm actually recording this in a different room for the first time in a long time, so it might sound a bit different on, your, on the audio from my front. But we would like to invest in some better microphones, some better equipment, some better editing software, maybe. So that will be the next step to just improve the general overall audio quality of the show, if we can. And give you a better product. And give you a better quality product. Some of you won't notice, some of you won't care, but, you know, there's always people that... You know, we, we're, we've always been aware that we can do better on the audio front. We're trying to 
do a sync up to the, with this episode on our on our own individual microphone feeds as opposed to relying on a Skype recording, which we're also doing. Um, there's been some connection issues during this recording, so it's it's a decent chance that the audio quality of this episode will very much wear, vary, and that's not a deliberate point on our side. <laughs> to try and make you force you no, to improve the audio. We're not that we're not we're not that crafty in all honesty. Yeah, yeah we're not doing Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2005. And then if we can go beyond that, then the next step I think we would love to have guests on the show, but also. I think too often in the podcast industry, there's kind of a sense of um, everything's for free. And if we get some quality guests on, then I think they should be paid for their time and effort, especially if we can get some bigger names either in the journalism realm or even the wrestling realm. You know, the idea that we could do a match of the week, let's say, for example, purely hypothetical we do Bret Hart against the 123 kid at Mon- on Monday night raw in 1994 and we are able to afford an hour of Sean Walkman's time yeah you know if we can get enough patrons to make that possible that'd be mint and i, I think you guys would think that'd be mint <laughs> yeah i think yeah be, and i think we can provide enough interesting questions as long as we prep them well in advance to for it not to be a waste of mr waltman's time but i don't think mr waltman should offer his services for free nor would he i mean as a like a little uh like hypothetical in that scenario i would ask him a couple of questions about his appearance at leicester city wrestling okay well we've only got half an hour probably with him simon so i'm not gonna (laughs) all right one question then stop stifling me all right all right all right so that was, that was a purely hypothetical, you know, it's just an abstract notion, you know. Lorcan's not going to allow me to ask that if that does happen now, I can smell it. That is assen- those are essentially the three next goals we have. To be able to, you know, break even on our own living costs, to improve the audio quality of the show, and then to see if we can get some higher calibre guests on, on the show. Not, not say higher calibre, I mean, I'm still amazed that we were able to get Matthew from Botchamania on the show lovely man it was so great and he was so nice um, and he's you know and he's in the past said he'd love to talk to us again in the future he didn't remember the podcast he just liked some of the writing I was doing of the um, world of sport reviews mm. <laughs> so uh, but maybe that'd be someone else I mean you know either get that, that what I'd love as well for match of the week just to get like right wrestling journalists or, or other personalities or maybe comedians that we know that are fans of wrestling and get them to talk about a match that means a lot to them on the match of the week thing. Or, like we've always said, we want to do episodes about um, women in wrestling. And, and obviously in this month, you know, in, in recent months, uh, the, the portrayal of um, different ethnicities and, and racism in wrestling, uh, as gender and sexuality in wrestling. Ooh, I was going to say. But two cisgendered white males, um, you know... Not, not really for us. It's not for us to tell you how women uh, feel in twenty twenty. I mean, the collective noun for cisgendered white males at this point, I think, is a podcast. <laughs> oh God! Oh, you make me feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you do that to yourself, but um, the, um He's so right that, that's kind of we, we we don't want to be the only voices in that discussion. But we also don't want to then invite these people on and just talk to them about that one aspect of their life. Like I've always said, 
that I wanted um, Bozzers, uh, Kirsty Bosley, to be on this show. Now that she's hosting Tuesday Night Jaw, I imagine she's a bit too busy to do that herself. But I always want, I always thought she would have been a great one to get on to talk about women in wrestling, but also that um, she has, uh, she shouldn't be the only thing. So I would have said that would be like the second or the third episode we'd have her on as a guest. Yeah. And then we'd let her talk about what she wanted to talk about that wasn't just about that. Like I did a podcast very briefly where I wanted to talk to female comedians and writers. I recorded about six episodes of it. This was a while back. And the whole point of the premise was that I would never ask them about being a female in comedy. That'd be like the one question I wouldn't ask them. Because, you know, so, so whilst we do want to get them in to talk about that matter, there's so many other aspects to them as people and us as wrestling fans and wrestling as a whole that they could give very valid, you know, opinions and thoughts. Yeah, I, I do you know? think there's, there's a danger um, that we, obviously, I think, when I read between the lines of what you're saying, you're keen to avoid, as we should be, of if you bring women in to talk about being women and then nothing else, yeah, you're kind of part of the problem. Yeah, they wouldn't have anything possibly useful to say about steel cage matches. You know, it's like, I'm sure they have plenty of opinions on that, you know? Or like weapon usage or, you yeah, know, or, or anything. Just, yeah, just, there's loads of stuff we want to talk about with uh, Let Me Tell You Something Still To Come. Uh, which will be our next episode. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll give you the Patreon details. If you go to patreon.com slash lmtyspod, you'll see at the moment that there are three tiers. I'm trying desperately to make it show in dollars, but I think at the moment it's showing in pounds. So whatever it is, that there are three tiers. The first tier is just a thanks for being a part of it, for being a grapple fan. The second tier will bring you into the click, as it were. And you'll be able to join us on a monthly Google Hangouts or Zoom call or something like that where we can just chat for an hour about, maybe maybe longer depending on how the chat goes. It can be about the show, it can be about recent episodes, it can be about whatever we just end up talking about. And it might very well influence us in other episodes that we talk about in the future. And the top tier, you'll be a commissioner because we'll be giving you commission opportunities to pick a match for match of the week for us to cover. It, it entirely depends on how many we get. We're, we're very aware that we could end up with... You know, we'll be lucky with one patron, maybe. We don't know. We, you know, It's hard to gauge your popularity sometimes. I do know that over the last year or so, that the content over the previous year and, and, and into this year, there have been new people coming all the time to it. And thank you to people who've got in touch with us. And if you do want to get in touch with us, um, so like I say, the Patreon is patreon.com slash lmtyspod. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, that's Lorcan, that's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Abba's money, 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 must be funny in a rich man's world. N for the N in no need for capitalism, but that's what we have. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, took a turn. <laughs> that's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook. Let's... Isn't it funny how capitalism must be bailed out by socialism every 10 years or so? That... Anyway, that's Don't. my Twitter... <laughs> That's my Twitter handle, Facebook, Letterboxd, Instagram. Uh, if you put that gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Get in touch with the show at lmtyspod at gmail.com. lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle and Facebook account. And we will pledge to be a lot more active on those channels going forward. Yes. Simon, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Uh, people can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm sewn under Simon Cross Free. Although, unlike EC Free, we, <laughs> we are asking for money rather than flaunting it. So, 
what we'll be doing next week, we also realise that next week will be our 200th upload. I don't know if you'd call it 200th episode. Well, we've sort of had different seasons and different arcs. There was our weird World of Sport arc. Yeah, um, stories within stories. Yeah. And we might make a fourth new podcast idea. There's a few I've had uh, batting around my head. We're going to do some movie pitches for you at some point in the near future. Uh, or not necessarily pitches, but uh, brainstorms or something like that. But anyway, uh, yes, for our 200th episode, it will be a regular Let Me Tell You Something episode. And we were discussing uh, what could we talk about, especially in what has been a, a, a bad year, not just for the world, in all honesty, uh, but for wrestling in particular. An Annis Horribilis, to quote the Queen. One, our first episode of the show was us discussing uh, becoming a wrestling fan. And how we became wrestling fans. And the nature of being a wrestling fan. So we thought it would be a good fitting way to go into our 200th episode in this new run. This new weekly form of the show. Whilst we're in the new normal. Yeah. Discussing why we are still wrestling fans. Because I think a lot of wrestling fans have wondered if they even should at this point... In this year, maybe more so than they have done ever before. I'll be honest, I think it's a question most wrestling fans have asked themselves at some point in their life, no matter what decade they're in, I think. Yeah, yeah. So essentially, I guess it's that question of what makes you stay or what makes you come back. Uh, And do you think it could ever come to a point where you would reach a limit with it? Yeah. But that is for the next episode. And there's nothing left to say at this point, except that my name's Lorcan Mullen. And my name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. We'll be back again next week. But until then, have a great time. Until the next time. As a loyal viewer, I feel they owe me. What? They're giving you thousands of hours of entertainment for free. What could they possibly owe you? I mean, if anything, you owe them. Worst episode ever.